Episode 9, Stakes is High, the Black Nerd Podcast. Yes, indeed. I am your host, Tall Troy Hunter, a.k.a. at Tall Black Guy on the Twitters, the Tumblers, and all that, a.k.a. Splendiferous Hyperbole, a.k.a. Maine Gretzky, a.k.a. Ill Gates on the computer tip, back your shit up. That's what's up. <laughs> and I am Doc Midnight, a.k.a. October, a.k.a. Thelonious Rasputin, a.k.a. Black Phantasmo, a.k.a. The Vocal Rembrandt. Holla at your boy! Holla at your boy. Welcome. What is it? Ill Gates. <laughs> you didn't see that? That's amazing. That's what's up. All right, welcome. Episode 9. It's good to be here. Good to be with y'all. Shout out to everybody downloading the stuff and all that. Um, with the love, get at us. Remember, you can get at us on email at stakesishighpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we are on the iTunes and everything. That's straightened up. That's just that's, that's, that's right now. now. We won't put near, <coughs> near swear words in the title. In the titles. So apparently, <laughs> we can't say damn, damn or poopy or hell. hell. Yeah. We're, we're not even going to put hecky naw in the title. Hecky naw. We we we'll we'll just try. We won't say dang, <laughs> dag nabbit. We may say ninja. We might. We will. Say, uh, ninja. I, I like ninjas. So <laughs> unless iTunes has something against ninjas, they can't. Who who doesn't like ninjas? People who get killed by ninjas don't like ninjas, but Hate they it. don't really have an opinion because the ninjas got there first. You That's know. what's up. Right. All right. Well, let's get let's get this thing popping. Let's get this popping. All, right. All right. We got topics and things. We got topics. We got format. All right, we got a format. We got a format. All right, so all right, what, what are we going? What are we starting with right now? We'll start with so um, I saw something last week on Facebook where apparently somebody was uh, getting pulled over by the cops, and they themselves dialed nine one one so that nine one one would be on the other line in case the shit went sideways <laughs> with the cops. Now. <laughs> I, I am not entirely, I'm not really one to like make light of the number of brothers <laughs> and sisters out there just straight getting hosed, you know, and turning up dead for like all kinds of bullshit out there. Right. But while I want justice, do you know when you got to call 911 on yourself, it's like saying an oppressor may be coming here to kill me. I need to call a more, a potentially more compassionate oppressor. <laughs> Right? I need a press of dispatch. Press of dispatch. Hey, here comes the shock troops. I need shock troop dispatch to overhear this entire thing because I trust more <laughs> that that tape won't be fucked with. Right. Then I trust that I'm just going to get out of this shit <laughs> with a warning about there being no light above my license plate. <laughs> now, uh, for people who don't understand the everyday <laughs> shit that brothers go through just to drive... From their home to the dry cleaners. The shit that really goes through our heads sometimes. Like, not every day, but possibly every day, depending on who you are and where you live. Right. But potentially every day. For someone to say, oh shit, getting pulled over. They ain't thinking, where's my license? Where's my, is my insurance straight? Right. Clearly their license and insurance has to be straight. Right. Because they chose 911 <laughs> as the thing to do Dude. in that moment. <laughs> that tells me a lot. It does. That phone was ready. Wow. 
Just in case. Just in case, but they were also not asked. They, they, they made this call before they were asked to put their hands on yes. the steering wheel. Yes. Let me see your hands. Yes. Put, you know, take your right hand, put it outside. Yes. The joint. So they were quick with it. Right. I just can't think of, I mean, all these things are coming up about what people are doing in the heat of the moment. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, something happened. What do I do? And, like, you know, people are deciding to run. People are deciding to, you know, um, kind of not rebel, but kind of like what's going on, you know, and you're being told to be quiet or whatever, right. whatever. And all in retrospect, you know, it's not the thing you do, you know, like, oh, if, I, if it would have been me, I would have done something else. In the heat of the moment, you don't do that. So, but just you, the fact that this dude, this person was like, right. yo, the first thing I'm going to do <laughs> is call 911. Is call 911. Now, I had a situation recently, back in like uh, March. Right. Did I ever say about the situation I had in Evanston with the Evanston police? <laughs> Alright, so I had this Evanston police incident. Evanston's finest. Right, Evanston's finest. Evanston's finest. As opposed to Northwestern as campus the, police. Right, it wasn't Northwestern campus police because they apparently get hassled by this chick who like to be calling little kids ninjas on the beach. Yeah. They get hassled by that chick quite a bit, but it wasn't, I was near home. I okay. was two blocks from home, two and a half blocks or so, right? And I'm walking down the street, like I'm, I'm, I'm walking west, you know where I live at, you right. know, I'm walking right. west, headed to the crib. And I'm, I'm like three blocks away or so, and I see across the street some of Evanston's finest, uh, one of them, like walking east, sort of towards me, but he's across the street. street right. right. He's got his flashlight out. It's night. He's got his flashlight out, and he's shining in, in gangways and bushes and shit. Right. Okay. Now, I think to myself, that's unusual. Okay. Unless you're a cop who happens to be looking for something or someone. So, I figured, he's across the street from me. He hasn't actually noticed me, but let's be realistic here. It ain't gonna be long before he realizes the brother's walking down the street. So I get my phone out, right? <laughs> oh no! I get my phone out and I dial every digit. You know, I hit all the buttons that I need before hitting send yeah. to call my wife, <laughs> who at the time was in the Milwaukee area. Right. Okay. Because I figured to alert in case some shit go down. Just in case, you know. Just right. in case, I've never had a problem with the Evanston PD before. I've lived there for a while, right? <laughs> And I'm thinking, all right, just in case. Now, what happens next? That cop gets back in his car. Another cop pulls up, right? They have a little conversation between each other. I get another block away, just walking. Yeah. The second car pulls ahead of me, the next corner. There's two cops now right. with their flashlights. And now their flashlights are pointed at me, right? And I'm across the street. And I'm walking through the park, because there's a park near my the house. Park, right. I'm trying to walk through the park to get to the crib. And then I hit... Dial. I just fucking, yeah, talk. Go. It's time. Go. It's go time. It's go time. <laughs> I'm just decided. It's got to be go time now. Right? And so I get my wife on the phone and I say, okay, I ain't got a lot of time. <laughs> Two cops are walking towards me with the flashlights out. Just stay on the phone. Right? Mm. The cops roll up and they're like, hey, hello, sir. How are you? And I'm like, I'm good. How are you, officers? <laughs> and they're like, well, you know, something happened in the neighborhood here and we just, you know... We we just like to ask you a few questions to see if you fit the description. Now wait wait wait, wait. we don't have a description. Asking me questions. We don't have a description to, to begin see with. See if I fit the description. Well, see if I Good God. And I said, so I said to these cops, I can make that really easy. I'm not gonna fit the description. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, uh. and they say they say, well, how do you know you're not the description? And I said, 
Have you been alerted there's some comic book shop owner like walking through the neighborhood listening to heavy metal but, causing trouble? But there's a you know a black male between four foot eight and no, six no, no, foot nine. No. But that was my response to them. Right? <laughs> I did not ask them if they're looking for a potential like a black male. Right. Right? Yeah. The other cop said, well, we don't really know. The description hasn't come through yet. I'm disgusted. I was amazed. I'm disgusted. Like, wow. You are looking for somebody you are so what we're looking damn for. thorough right now. Jesus. It's like the, the cops were time traveling. <laughs> like they'd gone forward in the pre-crime. <laughs> you know? They, they straight up, they minority reported the shit out of this. I'm glad I wasn't a red ball. <laughs> I was happy being a blue ball or whatever the fuck it was. You know what I'm saying? There's a brother walking through the street. We know something done went down. We know what the thing was. We haven't got a description of the person. Let's start asking questions to see what we can shake loose. So they said, where are you coming from? Out. So, they, so they said to me, so where are, you, where are you coming from? And I said, work. And they said, well, where's work? I said, specifically, or do you mean in which direction? And they're like, you know, humorous. And I said, Purple Line, Main Street's where I'm coming from most recently. <laughs> But if you need a comic book collection of praise, I can give you the exact address. <laughs> then one of them got a little beep on his radio and shit. And he walked away. And he comes back to the other dude like three minutes ago. So not this guy. I told you so. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? I get my man having to be on 911. I get it. I hadn't but thought of 911. Okay. I thought of a relative. You, you know what I'm saying? Like... Somebody who a, Let me call a homie. Right. Somebody who A know where you are, or at least have an idea where you were last. Right. right. <laughs> and somebody who can maybe if you don't call back in half an hour, like, okay, I need I need all the crew to come through and now see where, where, where here, you are. Here's how here's how this shit plays out. My wife never answered the phone. All that shit was in the voicemail. Voicemail. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> my wife had no reason to think I'd be calling at that moment. Being questioned by the Evanston PD. You know, you know what I'm saying? And, and when, I, when I explained the thing to her, you know what she said? Oh, you should have put your phone away and just answered the questions. You know my wife. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> it cracked me up. I was like, yeah, this is the conversation I expect to be having. It really is. You know what I'm saying? My wife, ain't a, like, she's not going to put a fist in the air. She's not going to blow her fucking hair out into a giant-ass afro and turn over taxi cabs. That's not that lady. That's not what she's going to do. Right. Right? We know people who will do that thing. Yes. That won't be her thing. That won't be her thing. Right? The minute people find out, though, should something have happened to me that it upset her, like, the city would break in half. <laughs> that thing would happen. Okay. You know? Like, that's hilarious. I, I was just like, wow. Okay. <laughs> just comply. It's cool. She have nothing to fear. She, she, she wasn't saying it, she wasn't saying comply. She was saying don't make them nervous, which is a different thing, right? By existing, you may make some people nervous, and that it takes. I, if you talk to her about it today, she might be coming around to that. Like <laughs> you know, like just having been born is apparently making motherfuckers nervous. You know, the, the situation with the Lowe's in Virginia. Yeah, the, the, yeah. You know, yeah. my man was told bring that delivery back because the lady doesn't want a black dude delivering it. You know, and the manager calls my man and makes him turn back around. Now, I've seen the dude who was delivering the shit. I didn't heard him speak. You know, delivery driver, that's his job. Yeah. That's my man's lane right there. Right. I'm good with that. Right. You know, is he bringing me a washer and dryer or not? You know, they giving you free delivery more than likely. Yeah. An installation. Yeah. Why the fuck do you care? Who the, I don't want a black man in my house. Yeah, but how many times the white dude sitting right next to him got priors? 
You know? With nobody like, checking. It's, ain't nobody checking up on it. You know? But my man went right back. They sent the white dude out there. You know? And then the company is firing the fucking store manager. No, yeah. company, fire yourself. Fire yourself, Lowe's. You done caught, you've been caught out there again. Lowe's keeps getting caught out there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, this, and, is, this is corporate culture right there. The best thing I think I heard about it was when, they, when, when the reporter asked my man, like, you know, thinking there's going to be some indignation. So, you know, how do you feel about this company you work for? You know what I mean? He was like, I'm coming back to work tomorrow. <laughs> like, understand, this dude ain't got a lot of fucking out. He ain't got time right. to boycott his employer. Right. He needs to come here and deliver more fucking furniture. Microwave ovens, custom kitchen delivery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you your politics can only go... For some people, your politics can only go so far as the paycheck. Yes. And in fact, right. some people's... Pay, the, the need for that paycheck overrides, overrides all the politics. It. And it's... That's the way this shit goes. Yeah. You like, go, I may not like my employer. I'm a little I mean, racist as hell. Right now, my employer is currently planning on taking over a major African-American museum. But... <laughs> I need the paycheck. So... I, I'm not even sure he said to himself, my employer is racist. Now, he may have said to himself, people in my community are racist, right. but I'm coming back to work even though I'm mad. I'm mad at I'm my mad employer. At them. I'm mad at them, yes. Fuck them dudes. You know. But next Friday, yeah. I'm getting paid. Right. Two Fridays from that, I'm getting paid again. Eh. Eh. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, one of the things about this oh, activism shit is really putting that paycheck in danger. Putting that... And like I said, for some people, you know, in the country we live in, you just got to do that. Right. Which I think I want to jump over the next topic to go to the third topic on our list. Rage multitasking. Okay. No. Okay. No. no, no okay. Speak on this because I'm trying to figure out where you're going with this. Okay. So, <laughs> apparently, my girl Sandra Bland didn't have a lot of time out there. Hmm. Not nearly enough time out there to have people all enraged. With the, with the Black Lives Matter, etc. Before Cecil the Lion got killed. <laughs> what we learned from Cecil the Lion, apparently, which I had not noticed before, was that people don't like when your liberal friends are out there enraged over things happening to humans and then are also enraged over horrible things happening to the environment or animals. But that wasn't a thing. This is, this okay, is, but go, go, go. But, but from the situation I saw. Oh, you saw that. The situation I, I saw, saw. Okay, I saw right. something else. I saw people being, people being called out. Like, oh, you care more about this new thing than last week's news. And people having to be like, wait, just because I'm angry about this thing does not mean I'm not angry about this thing. I I'm get angry about both of these things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get Rage that. multitasking should I, be possible. I get that. The thing is about, especially that thing, and I'll address your whole multitasking thing. I feel uncomfortable with you saying Cecil the fucking lion. Yo, people in Zimbabwe, people in Zimbabwe didn't give a shit. People in the actual country were like, who the fuck is Cecil the lion? Right. They didn't Americans are mad. Americans are mad about what? Like, oh, okay. Meanwhile, the, the, the root, um, shit, Mugabe yeah. eats lion for his birthday. Sure. He goes out there and shoots a motherfucker like, oh, Endangered. It helps. He's, he's, he's a crazy person. He's a crazy person. He's a crazy person. So the thing was about the Sandra Bland thing and the Sister Lion thing was, it wasn't that people stopped caring. Right. That was the issue. It was the fact that people didn't even give Sandra Bland the time to like, what the fuck happened? All this, the cameras off and mysterious circumstances. All this shit. Sister Lion died like. Oh shit! It's like you do the right thing, where the dude gets the shit stuck. Oh, like everybody just freaks out. Right. There wasn't that 
I get about the multitasking. The thing was is that people were enraged yes. about Seats of the Lion shit. Right. Meanwhile, you have someone who gets taken in police custody, disappears over a weekend, right. then like, oh, she hung herself. Um, no. People were enraged about both things. People weren't at I think, I think if, Mike Brown, if the Mike Brown situation had happened and then Cecil the Lion happened three days later, we would have saw the same damn thing. We have been the same shit. Right? If, if, the, if something else hits the news, the way, the way internet rage works, <clears throat> right? The way the media and internet rage works, they, once something's pushed off that first page, I don't think know? so. I don't think so. Really? It, 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 right, it let's see what happens next. It depends on sub. I mean, the dude got killed in, in Ferguson today. Yeah. So, well, my, critical my, But my feed is still full of like. The Fantastic Four movie sucked. Well, that's some other time. No, but I'm saying like that—that's how people, I get. That's how it is. I get it. The yeah. thing is though is that the people I get you say people who care about this thing can also care about yes. this thing. That's fine. Right. We get that. The thing is, is the degree people care. Okay. Because people were then say shit about Sandra Bland. I was like, oh, the lion, the lion got you really think that people just didn't say shit about people Sandra didn't say shit. I'll say people didn't. Say, you know, my people didn't say shit. Moment was people didn't say shit about black churches being burned down. Right, that was the thing. I, 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 we knew what happened. We knew what that happened was happening. Then? What happened around then? Something else happened around then that people start paying the attention. flag. We started paying attention to the flag. The flag dominated. Right what to do that. with the flag? Right after that, dominated, dominated, dominated any coverage. Like you know, I watched two different news channels every morning, and I didn't see a story about three churches burning, four churches burning, seven churches burning. <laughs> like, I mean, three churches. I mean, that's a fucking that's a cookout right there. Yeah. Seven churches is a wildfire. You know, that's a conflagration. You know? <laughs> that's like accidental. that's that's different, you know? And I didn't it didn't get caught up, you know it what I'm saying? Right. But so but we were we were mad as fuck about the flag. We were mad as fuck about the flag. I mean in my case, I was mad as fuck about both. Okay. The thing about the Sandra Bland and the and the lion shit was really people were talking all this shit about the lion and about how sad it was and you know Trash. cruel and they were Getting, they were doxing the dentist and shit, and didn't say shit about. It was the whole thing about a black woman dies under really mysterious circumstances. Y'all just Not like really mysterious, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> man. <laughs> it wasn't really a mystery to man, us. Like, yeah. oh, she committed suicide. Uh, no, no, she didn't. No, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then the fact, oh wait, the tapes are missing from. Oh wait, you can just walk in the back door of this jail because it's nothing but like a little, you know, a little swinging gate that you just yeah. walk in the back of the door. Oh, wait, she had a ton of weed in her system. Okay. But how did she get... She's been there three days. Where did the weed come from? What the fuck? Like, where did all this shit... And then Cecil come out, and people who didn't say shit about Sandra Bland had a whole lot of shit. So, okay, no, this is... Okay, wait. So, the thing... Now, now I'm actually... I'm learning a thing about your feed. You had a feed. My feed wasn't like this. So, in your timeline, you actually noticed cats... Who were mad quiet about Sandra Bland. Mad quiet. Suddenly. Suddenly. Step up on Cecil. Cecil. Okay. And what I had was people who were mad as fuck about Sandra Bland. Who also stepped up on Cecil. Okay. That's fine. Who then got shouted down. Okay. Because they weren't posting directly about Sandra Bland okay. anymore. Okay. That's, what I'm saying. That's where the okay. multitasking was. Okay. You know. I'm they, just, were, yeah. they were down on the injustice of how a human was treated. Yeah. And we're like, this is some bullshit. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Shout out to Jeff, because actually this happened to Jeff, and the dude actually used all Lions Matter in a totally unironic way. Uh, And I was like, what? 
And we sat there. So, so, so we, wait, wait, wait. So right now, Dark and Nerdy should be in a suburban Hooskow somewhere. Yo. No, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. Because he, he posted his joints. Says, but, I, but I'm really seeing a lot of people not saying shit about Sandra Bland. But Cecil, but Cecil dies, and all of a sudden, motherfuckers come out the woodwork. And people hit him with the all lives matter. People hit him with the all, and people, this dude oh. hit you. This dude came and hit him with the all lions matter. Ninja, please. Yo. Okay. And we Whoever sat there and looked at it, and, and shout out. That's to, when you call a dude out right there. Yo, you call that cat out. We, we unloaded <laughs> on him. The space of like 35 comments. We unloaded on him. Shout out to Jeff because Jeff was holding it down. Sorry I missed that shit. Oh, shit. We were, that, we were there, mind blown. That's a dumpster fire. I'm ready to throw a futon on. Oh, man. <laughs> Yo. Get a good whiff of them hazardous chemicals, dude. Nope. Like, I we, have some tires that need to be in there. He actually was like, all lives matter. So I'm, And he actually said, I'm not even worried about either. I'm not really even caring about either one. But all lives matter. So the fact that both of them are dead is sad, but it's sadder about the lion because the lion can protect himself. What? The lion was just doing what the lion's supposed to do. He was following some meat. They lured him outside the, the game thing, the, the sanctuary. Then they shot him because then it'd be illegal or some shit like that. The lion was just doing what the lion was supposed to do. This woman just got, you know, just got caught and mouthed off to the cop and you know, mm, oh well. <laughs> we sat there. It was it was straight dumpster fire. Thirty five comments. Like we all looked at this dude. Like really, really, really. See, and yeah. that's the shit. That's the kind of thing yeah. that that happens. Where I get your your, your, your in your like so your feet was one thing. Right. In my feet, there's a, a bunch of people still going hard for Sandra Bland and everything. I didn't but, know. So here's the thing. It hadn't occurred to me. So. We all think that when we're looking at our screens that our shit is like the world, right? Whatever we're seeing it's on our, our screens world. Is, is, is how the world really is. It's a, a true reflection of how we feel, how we vote, etc. It really isn't, right? So I see how it's possible to interpret it as, hey, this thing I'm still pissed off about is being pushed off the screen. All you motherfuckers just shifted gears. I guess this doesn't matter anymore. I see how that can be a perception that can't happen. Yeah. What is harder for me is to hear the justification that... You're saying to me the, the life of the lion that you didn't know and you never met that isn't isn't but love you I'm, can't vote. I'm, I've never met Sandra Bland either. See what that's saying is <laughs> you're an Four hundred years of oppression. I'm not oppressed. <laughs> so the oppression you're talking about. Well, I mean, the animals are at least at the zoo. When I go to the zoo, I should see lions, right? Like you start killing all the lions, and one day I go to the zoo, there just won't be any lions. And I'm be sad, sad about that. That'd be sad. But oppression. I'm not oppressed. I mean, I can vote. I can go wherever I want. I'm right. a white male. I, hey, I'm getting paid all right. You know, my wife has got a boob job. I'm happy. Like, like that's kind of where we're at here, you know? And it is true that, like, so, so thinking about something I saw on my feet today, right? There are a whole lot of motherfuckers out there who are very much ready to, to hit the, the share button anytime somebody posts some shit about honeybees. Okay. The, if, if honeybees hit the news feed, you are legit about to have a war between honeybees, cat videos, rainbows, something involving cosplay, you know what I'm saying? An amazing thing done with a, a drone or a GoPro, right? But that's, a, that's, that's your feed, which is hilarious. Yes. <laughs> so, I could say, oh shit, the honeybees done made a comeback. Y'all motherfuckers mad happy about that. Right. Right? 
Because my feed right now is full of Bernie Sanders and honeybees. But I know that the same people who are like, Bernie, you fucked up. Those same people can also be mad about... Well, those honeybees. Yes. Well, the honeybees making a comeback. Well, so really now, I mean, like, apparently the honeybees are up, according to okay. some news. I'm good. I'm good with that. You know, honeybees are up. Good, because yeah. honeybees, ecosystem, all that good stuff. I'm going to tell you right now. I got a plan in place for as soon as the first fucking frost happens, I'm going to take a water hose to the roof of my house and knock this paper wasp nest right the fuck off and every last one of them motherfuckers can burn. All right? Wasps are no good. Well, wasps they're no are... good to cicadas. Well, wasps, was, well. Yeah. Apparently, from what I understand, I'm not Googling it right now, every wasp species is bred to kill a specific breed of cicada or something to that effect. Huh. One of you biologists out there can, can confirm or deny this or clear that up, but I think huh. that is this is a thing that I found out in my neighborhood because I have multiple types of fucking wasps within four blocks of my house coming out like, like the fucking Warriors movie. Like there's a street gang at every goddamn corner where I live with some different type of wasp making a different type of nest, apparently hunting a different type of cicada, and I've seen them attack cicadas in trees and carry them motherfuckers off like 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 Tarzan Jane. Come here, bitch. Get on up here in this here paper wasp nest. Get in this tree. <laughs> so we can eat. Get in this <laughs> hole in the sidewalk. Right, so we can get up on y'all. Right. That is the thing, you know, like this is okay. the way that wasps are okay. propagating the species. Wasps are just eggs up inside Wasps are just Satan with wings, but well, no, wasps, hornets, yellow jackets. Not, fuck, not denying that. Fuck those things. All right. Like flying snakes. Flying fucking snakes. snakes. Oh, snakes. Yeah, people get when they see snakes. Well, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah my, I've been hanging out with my cousins lately. I got a cousin living out in the south suburbs, apparently near a creek. Big house, big yard, well, decent sized house, big yard, near a creek. And apparently, there are so many snakes there that when her, when her, when her dude is cutting the grass, he just keeps reaching down, grabbing the snakes, and throwing them. <laughs> Now, I've never been in a place that reminded me of an Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> this sounds like an Indiana Jones movie. She's terrified of these snakes. I'm not. It's just guard snakes, right? Yeah, guard snakes. To have that many snakes on your property means you've got to have a lot of fucking field mice, as far as I know. Right. Yay, snakes. Right. But to have enough ecology, that, you, that when a brother overcomes his natural inborn fear of snakes, thank you, white man, when a brother has that kind of fear of snakes and overcomes that shit and throws them, to reach down with his bare ass hand and grab a snake and throw it across the yard? We got Snake Olympics. <laughs> snake put. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wasn't ready to hear that shit. <laughs> Something whitey gave us and shit. Here's snakes. <laughs> we'll put that shit out there. Alright, put it, well, alright. We, we ain't trying to alienate motherfuckers. And now, now we ain't, we ain't, but, you know, like, like we fucking got on a boat being Christian. <laughs> That's another thing. <laughs> That's another thing. What do they do? They, they lure us with like fucking yo. big purple robes yo. And, and like an offer of the choir? What? Yo. <laughs> did they lure us over fucking Mahalia Jackson records? No. no. No, they did not. <laughs> but if you be quiet and accept your subjugation on earth, you will get better in heaven. We're going to subjugate the fuck out you while you're on earth, though. Fucking Baptist. Let's stop. Stop. Now you can make me mad at Baptist. See? But see, we I, you started this shit. I just want you to know that. You probably, you have about the next joint. Diss tracks. Diss tracks. I mean, okay. Do we still need diss tracks as a yes, medium in hip hop? God damn it. No, we don't. Yes, we do. We need to be evolved past this shit. No. You. Okay. No. Hip hop is boasting at its base form. 
Yeah. Hip hop is I am better than you. Yes. But the you can be a general you. You. It could be a and general you. And here's why. Because Drake and Meek Mill are beefing right now, and I had to ask the question. Right I think it's over. I think Drake. Is. It was over before it started. And I still didn't know who Meek Mill was. And still don't care. The first network in his name is Meek. Why should I care about that man? His name is Meek. <laughs> you know, I, can't, I can't argue that. If somebody tells me that Milk Toast McCoy coming out with a mixtape, I'm going to be like, but his name is Milk Toast. I'm not sure that it's going to be hot. As opposed to um, Milk is chilling, Light is chilling, what? With the old school. Top villain? <laughs> <laughs> milk is chilling? Yes. Gears is chilling? What more can I say? Top villain? That's what we get. Now, I assume that Milk's name was Milk because Milk like Milk and Cereal. He sat in front of the Saturday morning cartoons watching the cartoons eating the cereal. He even. was Milk and his cousin was Cereal. I mean, that's how hip-hop was back in the day. Maybe. I'll I mean, accept but, that. But his cousin was MC Light. So what did... L-Y-T-E, though. L-Y-T-E. L-I-G-H-T. As a rock. Right. L-Y-T-E. And, I, and I'm fairly sure that if you saw MC Light coming down the street... You know she's harder than you mm. when she gets off the bus. Mm. I'm fairly sure of that. Okay. You know, like right. I'm, I'm gonna give him, him, yeah. We need so this. We need, we need this tracks because still the public is still the arbiter of who is whack, who is right. high. Right. To make to so if you had at his best form, two people who are hot have a disagreement, whatever, whatever. Don't like each other on a general level, personal level. Drake is level. still softer than butter-flavored marshmallows. Like, the fuck do we, like... We don't. We don't. 20 years old, dude. This is an empty... And shout out to my man... You can't I, see my face right now, yeah. America. You can't see no, my no, no. face. No, shout out to my man, Wes, because he explained this. He says, okay. Drake is like Kobe Bryant back in the day, where Kobe was the best player and the league was trash. You want to root for the winner, and you have no other options. You have no other options. Now, we, obviously, we're going through all these people. We're going through Killer Mike. We're going through... Oh, for Dope MCs. Dope, Dope MCs. MCs alive today. Dope MCs, the, the cats who are making your... I got asked this living. question the other day about, like, if I, if I could name... If I could have any four MCs hmm. to just be in a band together, who on, would I pick? On a posse cut? Or, like, if they could just... Oh, just being a band. Being a, like, like I don't, I don't want a posse cut. I want, I want two albums. I want a posse cut. Nobody's done a good posse cut. It might be true, but like the dudes I'm going to name wouldn't even be in a posse, right? But like, right. Okay. Like these are, these are, they have to be alive. Okay. You got four MCs to name, right? And I named Black Thought and 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 Rakim and you know two other cats who are also fucking really really fucking good. You right. Know what I mean, right. Like like on that level. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I and I thought about it. I was like. Yeah, that's like I, I would listen to this. You listen to it, yeah. I would listen to this. You know, you found me a way that you can get like Rakim and and, and Black Thought and and Latif the Truth Speaker. You know, you know, like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And then I think my last dude, my last dude might have been like, you know, I, I was thinking it was somebody from like you know De La. Somebody it wasn't. It was like somebody else, but like still, I was very happy. It wasn't it's like it wasn't might have been Dell or something. You know what I mean? Okay, right. But like I'd have been happy to get that as like as a as a thing, as, as a, a hip hop because you know what those four dudes aren't gonna do. They're not going to look across the street or across. They're not going to look at Philadelphia or Toronto and be like, let's go out to some dude named Meek who <laughs> keeps talking about his watch. Keeps talking about his watch. You know. So the thing with, I mean, we were talking about the old the old school thing, like the LL and, and LL Kool 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 Yeah. That, like, that would, I don't like you on that personal level. Yes. I'm better than you. I got lyrics. 
And then the whole material thing, I got better stuff, I pulled more girls, blah, blah, blah. Isn't it also possible that back in the day, though, tracks like that would have happened because those dudes are from the same city, right? So so essentially, it starts on, like, the, 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 the party local. circuit. Local, right? Yeah. Some local shit. Yeah, party. They got, they got issues with each other from, from way back, and now, now they're able to make records and take that party shit. Hey, did you hear what so-and-so from across town said about you? You know, like... He said he was going to come on your block and take your girl. Right, right, right. Like, so, high school shit. Yeah. Right? Hip-hop comes out of a lot of high school shit. Some of the shit we, we think yeah, of as kinda. being core, right, is really just some high school shit. So, yeah, kind of. I, I accept that it happened back then. Right. But since now, you're not going to get... When's the next time you're going to get something as, as hot as No Vaseline or Ether or The Takeover? Yeah. You, you, at least with The Takeover, you could get a response. You got a response. Yes. You got a response. Yes. Right? Like, Hitler mad as hell <laughs> about what Meek, Meek Mill's fucking response was <laughs> to whatever the shit Drake said about him. You know? And Drake said it, therefore I wasn't actually listening. <laughs> you know? Drake's, his, his lips were moving, I wasn't paying attention. Right, right. Every time I look at Drake, every time I see Drake, I think someday that dude is going to be in a Star Wars movie as someone's bodyguard, but has no lines. They just stand and looking pretty. You know? Like, he'd be the dude standing behind Lando Calrissian. Okay. Looking pretty. See, okay. Serving so, a drink to, like, lay or some shit. <laughs> so, the thing about... The thing what I enjoy, mm-hmm. and the thing is actually probably never going to happen again for a minute, are, are you going to get... Back in the day, you had top five, top ten MCs right. who didn't like each other. Sure. Who would make these things, and it'd be, at the very least, something you talk about with your people, like, Oh, so and so did, and he said this thing. Yeah, like I can't talk to someone who likes likes Drake and who can name who can do two bars. They know the hook. Yes, they know the chorus. Right, that's okay. it. Okay, so basically, it's like it's like electronic dance music. It's just this guy is saying stuff, but I want to hear the hook. Right, we 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 think it's aimed at this guy, but I keep hearing. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I I just want to get okay. back to the hook so I can dance and wild out. Okay, that's all I want to do. But in this in this day and age, you're not going to get top five, top ten MCs going at each other, right? For the very fact that the last time when shit got escalated, we had people big and pop. Yeah, people kind of died. <laughs> so I don't have a problem with battles. Okay. To be clear, all right, right. That was a good. problem specifically with diss tracks. We don't need because in a battle, here's what here's my here's the difference in my okay brain. here's the okay in a battle, I go you go I go you go. Okay. Right? There is no actual animosity. We're gonna let the public decide who was better. Okay. Right? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like like there's very that happens like... all over the fucking country, right? right? Globally, the battle is a thing that still happens. Yes. Right? Yes. But now I gotta now I'm mad not so much. Because I'm mad that you fucking the chick I used to fuck. You know. But Tell now to watch. But now because we got I ain't say because we got commercialized, but because their record shit, there's there's record Deals on at state now, you can and people really proud. People got their, you know, people know. I think a lot of this comes down to people know they're not that good. I'm actually kind of whacked. So I don't really want to go at that dude because he's going to murder me. And then, then what? the thing is though is that hip hop has changed. It used to be that if you were found out you didn't write your rhymes, right. People had shit to say about People that. People had shit to say and about that. There, there was financial repercussions. There were repercussions. Now, oh, you're yeah. a cop? You shouldn't be here. Right. But now, people are like, oh, that's fine. Now, pop is changed. Here's the thing about the ghostwriting issue, right? 
as far as I'm concerned, all those records you heard where you heard the producer's name more than you heard the MC's name, <laughs> who do you think was doing the writing in these cases? No, I mean... Like, in many of these cases. Okay, so like in like... Okay, name a name. Uh, I'm going to say... It annoyed the fuck out of me anytime I had to hear the producer's name, period. So any track where I heard the producer's name ever. All right, so let's say Puffy. Yeah, we'll say Puffy. Okay. Puffy writes shit. Right. <laughs> he just hit record on somebody else's shit. He we know that. Yeah. Right. Right. And Puffy, like, I don't write, don't worry if I write rhymes, right. I write checks. Right. But we know that Biggie and a lot of people wrote the, when he said rhymes, right. they, uh, they wrote them. They wrote them. Yeah. I have little, and people like, well, your favorite MC got to go, you know, someone wrote their MC, wrote their lyrics. No, they didn't. Because my favorite MCs wrote their stuff. My favorite MCs performed their stuff. My favorite MCs remembered their stuff and could repeat it 15, 20 years from now. Yeah. That's one thing. If we go back back to this NWA thing, we all knew Easy didn't write his rhymes. Right. We knew that. Right. In fact, we he said it. I said write the rhymes that I said. That I said. And we were good. We were like, okay, fine. Hail to the ninjas in NWA. <laughs> Always, always constant. <laughs> the thing is, though, is that the problem becomes an acting thing. Yes. What do you call someone who doesn't write his rhymes, performs them, and then acts, but acts like he did write them? Is he acting like he wrote them, or is he simply just performing them and we're assuming he, he wrote them? Where I think we're, we're assuming he wrote them. Because I don't assume, whenever I hear a rapper rap, I never assume he wrote the shit. Really? I assume that some dudes. I assume some dudes went to the studio. Really? And there, there, maybe there's three dudes in the rap group, but there's 18 fucking dudes in the studio, and all these collaborations happen. You think everybody just bringing a fucking legal pad, just scribbling away? I know this cat's out there like most stuff. They probably got just like they got fucking like your RPG game book cabinet <laughs> full of fucking lyrics. I, fine, I accept that's a thing that happened. That's the thing. But that I don't assume at all for a minute that once the label, once an actual label with checks is involved. If they're going to take a chance that everything you fucking write is going to belong on a fucking album, no way. Once, once corporate's involved? Then, well, because, yeah, corporate's going to say that won't sell. Yeah. But they won't, but corporate's main concern about your beats. Even metal bands, for the most, like, I'm being a metalhead, right? Even metal bands, like, they, they'll say, hey, look, we're going to cut you this check, but we're going to send a guy in to help you out. And a lot of times the producer's that guy. That's the job of the producer, not just to give you the beat, but to make sure your shit ain't whack. But I think part of the thing about the 18-man entourage yeah. thing is that, theoretically, somebody in there is going to be, his shit was hot. You're like, oh, oh, okay, all right. Scribble, scribble, scribble. All right, I got something else. I got something else. How about that? Okay, I was all right. Because that's what, when they were doing scenario and whatnot, yeah. people were writing stuff. That people, it was 20 people in the thing, yeah. and everybody's writing, and then some guy goes to perform, and they're like, oh, shit. Okay, let me. All right, yeah. oh, wait, I, ain't done, I ain't ready yet. I'm you, not ready. <laughs> you go. And scribble, scribble, scribble. That's what, that's what I have in my mind about what the, the, the good and the, not even formulate, the, the very organic hip-hop track is some dude right. going to the studio, some dude, some woman's going to the studio, writing some stuff down, spitting it, and, and somebody going, eh, but the other person who's following you, she laid down her track yesterday and it's laid down her vocals and it's, man, it was, it was hot. Oh, really? You can't have that. Right. You, you can't have... Because yes. hip-hop... As Tall Black Guy makes an album and there's 15 other dudes coming along. Right. And Tall Black Guy, that's his shit. His, his face is on it. It's going to be his tour. But then, oh, yeah. 
you know, your, your boy Anthony, though, he rapped some shit about Joe Sackett. That was just like, oh, my God. He just, he dropped, he was all 90s hockey. And, and rhymed, every, man, he, he rhymed Robotai. Like, he got Luke Robotai in there somewhere. Like, I, I don't know, bro. You might you know, have to get back in the booth. You know, <laughs> Luke got the Robotai, but I ain't got the clothes to buy. Word up. <laughs> so, that's the thing. And, and that, it became a pride. Hip-hop was about pride. Yeah. It was about, I'm better than you, I'm going to prove it. So I don't mind that. So I, I, I really think that the best stuff comes out of that competition. Sure. Out of that, oh, like after Kendrick did Control, people were, instead of going back and going, oh, okay, you know what, you came with something, I'm going to come with something. People were just like, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to, nah, that's cool. Yeah. You got that. That's, I'm not going to step out on that. All right. Hip-hop, I want you to get your shit together. I would like I, that I too. Want, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with battles. Battles are cool. I'm fine with posse cuts. Posse cuts are cool. I want as long as you're not whack. I want less albums where the whole fucking album is a goddamn collaboration. Because we we gonna get to that. Featuring, 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 we featuring. Gonna, we gonna get to that. We the whole damn your album because, is a whole fucking because that, we, that comes to the shit I like. But we gonna, we oh, gonna okay, all right, all right. We gonna get to that. You about to name something? I'm gonna name some shit. <laughs> We're going to get there. All right. We're, in fact, at shit I'm into. Shit right I'm now. into. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go first. All right. Because you got some shit you got to do. I do. Well, and I'm not, I don't think I caught, I don't think I did all this before. I think, so I don't know if you guys have heard, but I'm really into a show called Dark Matter on Sci-Fi Channel. It's like Usual Suspects meets Memento. Basically, six dudes wake up in suspended animation on a spaceship, right? Like, they, but they have no memory of who they are. Okay. Their minds have all been wiped, right? <laughs> They, the first thing they do when they wake up, though, they wake up one at a time. Each of them are trying to get someplace else on the ship and do a thing, right? Instantly, the first episode. Okay. Two of them try to kill each other right off the bat, but don't know why and don't know who they are. So their names on the show, they're, they're named numbers one through six. That's the order they woke up in, Okay. right? Each different, distinct, different personalities, and they find out that while they don't know who they are, they are all wanted criminals. Okay. Like... Uh, uh, like serial killers or, or terrorists or assassins or something, right? They find that out about themselves, and then they have to decide what's it going to be. Are we those dudes, or are we something else, and why are our memories wiped? Like, the, so the, the, the first season... Why are we gonna, here? Why yeah. are they, they, they're trying to figure that out. Okay. But they also have this very realistic thing of, we're on a spaceship, we don't have any money, we got to make money somehow, and apparently we're very good at killing people. Wait, is a spaceship full of other people? No, there's no one else on the spaceship, just these six. Oh, so there is why there's a robot. Money? There's one robot. Okay, why do they need money then? Because it costs money to fuel the spaceship. They need money to eat. They, they need food. Okay. It's so not what? like Star Trek where it just makes you a fucking turkey. Okay, no, are they piloting the spaceship to things? The robots pilot the spaceship to wherever they decide they want to go. If they find out there's a space station within so the range. Space station. Okay, there's a space station. Okay. There's, there's, there's things in space. You know okay, what I mean? Okay. Like, okay. And, I was and like, occasionally, like, you know, the robot says, hey, we're getting a mess. Someone's hailing us. You know, from this place. Okay. Maybe we can get a job out of that. Let's go there and see what they're talking about. Okay. But when they go to places, people do know who they are. <laughs> that keeps happening to them. Okay. You know, they don't know who they are. But motherfuckers are like, oh, I never thought you'd show your face around here. And then they got to play it off like, well, I got balls, motherfucker. You know, <laughs> what, the, what does he know me at? Right. You know what I mean? That what kind I do. of thing. What I do. It's, just, it's, it's, it's on sci-fi. Okay. okay. But, it, but it's mad creative. Okay. There's another show called Killjoys, which is... It's going to be a similar in style, but I don't like it at all. Okay. Right? But but Dark Matter, I'm I'm absolutely saying, like, yeah, give that a shot. I finished the first two seasons of Black Sails, pirate show. 
Pirate show. Pirate show on stars. I was not really in the mood for a pirate show, but I, I'm kind of, I was kind of okay with a pirate show that is like that takes place 20 years before Treasure Island, the movie, you know, the book Treasure yes, Island, the, yes. involving like historical pirates. Okay. It does do its cable TV thing though, where it's like, you know, the the real underlying shit is actually some modern day type shit. Oh. You know that like. Really? Oh. That was the you know that's the big secret. So when you when you find out the big secret of one of the main characters, you're kind of like, I don't think these pirates would have given a fuck about that. <laughs> From everything I've heard about pirates, that is the thing they would not have cared about. What I like about Black Sails is they are showing you that pirate societies some of the most democratic shit around. Yeah. The captain's job was to do the will of his crew. He only was necessary when a battle broke out. The rest of the time. You need to stay the fuck out the way, man. We got jobs to do here. <laughs> and if the captain fucks up, they just vote a new guy captain. You know? They don't like, him off they the handle that. You can stay on the boat. Okay. I mean, they decide it depends on his crime <laughs> or what he did to piss them off. They might hang him, but okay. like, okay. they might not hang him. They might be like, bro, you were captain for a hot minute. We was with you. And then we lost that last fight and six people got killed. And that other dude stepped up and saved our asses and got us out of here. He's captain now. Okay. Here's a mop. <laughs> if they vote on that shit, you right. take that mop. Right. You know, like, okay. Good show. And, and, right. and in two seasons I've watched, a lot of position shifts happen. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, when you think a dude's down and out, he ain't down and out. Everybody's scheming. You know? <laughs> everybody's planning. Everybody's working. Is everybody know? trying to be captain, though? No. Well, there's different crews. Different okay. Ships, okay. Got different okay. captains. Okay. Okay. You know? So all their, their positions. I mean, if we're all just jockeying just for one position, right. that's it, that, that becomes mad predictable. Man, But, yeah. like, no. And, and it's a... So there's like, you know, Captain Flint is the captain of the Walrus. That's one ship. Uh, captain Vane is the captain of, uh, Charles Vane's the captain of the Ranger. Um, there's another like Captain Hornigold. And like there's, there's different okay, ships different shit. Okay. doing different shit. Okay. You know. Uh, drunk History. Uh, drunk History. We that know that shit. Yeah. We yeah. know it from the internet. Yes. We know from the but internet. the TV show is hilarious. <laughs> because Drunk History is that thing when nothing else is on. And you're like, man, okay, all I got, I, I'm going to heat these chicken wings up and just sit down and maybe I'll watch the news. Wait, Drunk History's on. Fuck it. Let me kill a half hour doing this. It's the best half hour killer about anything that I've seen going on a long ass time. Like, it saves you from having to watch Key and Peele. <laughs> let's, let's put it that way. <laughs> Your choices are Bizarre Food with Andrew Zimmer, Key and Peele, and Drunk History. You will pick Drunk History. Right? But if Drunk History weren't there, you'd watch... I'd hate myself for watching either of the other two things. Damn. Yeah. I saw the Key and Peele. This is like their last season, right? And somebody right. in there was like, man, you know, we need... I'm sad because we need, like, something to, like, fill that void Chappelle left. And I'm like, they gave you Carlos Mencia when Chappelle left. This fills the void he left you. That ain't good. Sorry, Key and Peele. The little shit that I see when they pull your shit out and they put you on Facebook or something like that, and it's like, oh, that was actually funny. That means out of a half hour, that was a five-minute funny bit. You know. Seriously. Okay. I'm not I, down with you. All right. Well, like I said, the five-minute shit I find hilarious. The five-minute shit I see, you know, hilarious, but I don't watch the whole thing, so whatever. Next on my list of shit I'm into, vodka. Even though I'm drinking a margarita right now. Vodka because... I am trying to shift some of my beer calories to better calories. Look, man, I'm down seven, eight pounds. Like right. last I, I mean, I can't, you know, I can't, you know, I can't fault the hustle. But so, so people out but there, vodka is bullshit. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it as long as you know. <laughs> yeah, 
I, I'm aware. Okay. And let me tell you what a handle of absolute cost. That absolute orange shit, a handle of that, a handle of that costs you under what a bottle of JMO costs. Well, yeah. So when you just got to get creative and get fucked up, but you don't want to get bloated, vodka's your friend. This is what I'm learning. I feel like, I feel like my, my grandmother on the one side, right? Grandma Louise is smiling down at me right now, like 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 somehow she's from back in the day, passed down some wisdom. You know, she's at she just asked me why am I drink why am I getting whole handles? They make it pocket size. What my grandma trying to tell me? I know, grandma, I know, but I'm actually put the shit in the fridge and let it last a little while. I'm, I'm playing a long con here, grandma. I'm playing okay. a long con. Okay, you know. Okay, music, new music that I'm really into right now. New Symphony X album just dropped. You metalheads out there, new Symphony X album's called Underworld. And my God, best Symphony X album in a while. Last couple albums have been hot fires. This, this joint is amazing. Like Russell Allen's vocals, great. Really gritty. Like they're, they're still operatic and shit, but also really fucking gritty at times. It sounds like at times, he's, it, these guys make like these like concept albums where like the, the, the shit's like a story. They did okay, one right. couple albums ago called The Odyssey, and it was, it was Homer's The Odyssey, right? Okay. So it's all about like, like Odysseus fucking... Traveling run, right. from one place, you know, trying to get back home, right, right, right. you know, and it's, you know, album about 40, 45 minutes long or whatever, but like one of those songs is 20 minutes, right? <laughs> then after that, they came back with like Paradise Lost. They did a whole album about Milton shit. Right. Like it's a whole song about like Lucifer's fucking fall and it's from Lucifer's point of view, just like the fucking poem is, right? Right, right, right. Album's dope. But not every song on it was all that good. <laughs> there was some, uh, it was shit a little too moody for Lucifer for me. All right. You know? Was it more than half? My thing for classic albums, if your shit, if if I if I can buy up to more than half your shit, that's when I buy it. Three quarters, like it may be a good album to come back to. If I can listen to the old things, I'm giving, classic. I'm giving Paradise Lost half. Half this album was really, really like fucking great. Okay, right, half of it. The shit that was good though, that half made up for the half that wasn't. Okay, right. <laughs> but like, if you like power metal, like if you like like cats who are just gonna rip on solos and and and, and your keyboards and shit, Keydra and I could talk about. For you, this might be a... You might ease yourself in. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to start you with Symphony X. We might have to go back to the Scorpions or some shit for you. Like, we might have to rock it like a hurricane Yo, and bring you that, along slowly. No front, I got that shit on my shit. <laughs> I got you might have to get you to Judas Priest. I got the Berlin Orchestra doing Rock You Like a Hurricane. That shit is yes. operatic as hell. It's great. Love that shit. But then Iconoclast happens for Symphony X, and there's only a couple of joints on that that are good. The production value is good. Musicianship good. Not too many of the songs really did it for me. Underworld made up for all of that shit. Underworld has made up for all that shit. Okay. Happy about it. It's only been out a couple weeks. <laughs> get there, get that. Um, also, currently listening to uh, Judas Priest, Redeemer of Souls. The jury is out on how I feel about that. And I'm listening to uh, uh, Overkill's White Devil Armory. But I'm only listening to that because in November, I think, Overkill and Symphony X tour together. And I kind of want to go... House of Blues. Why do you kind of want to go? Because I kind of don't want to pay. I got a limit on what I'm willing to pay for a concert ticket, pretty much depending on who the fuck is playing and where we're going. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I don't House of Blues is going to be 40. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Overkill's been around a long fucking time for a lot of half good albums. <laughs> They're a great band that makes a lot of half good albums. So if I can write this set list, I'm down. Symphony X puts on a killer fucking show. Right? You know. Okay. So I, yeah, I'm fifty-fifty on this. Okay, you know, and I'm better. Here, here, here's the thing. Sometimes my wife goes to metal shows with me, right? So I pay for her ticket too. She ain't gonna make her pay for her own shit. Right. But like, if she ain't feeling this one, I save forty bucks, and I'm just gonna go. 
But if I'm paying 80 and she's going to go but ain't going to feel it, when we go see Dream Theater, she likes it even though she doesn't like Dream Theater. She enjoys the show. Yeah, right. If she ain't going to enjoy the show, why my Dream Theater tickets are now like 85 bucks a pop yeah, when they come to town. So hmm. for that kind of cash, I need, I need, you know, I need sure like Jonestown type shit. I need a sure. You got to drink this Kool-Aid. You know, you got to, hey, here's a purple blanket. Put these Nikes on. Get these quarters in your pocket. Let's go. Like, I, I need buy-in if, when I drop that kind of cash on a concert, on a show. Feel me? I got you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. All right, Chair, I'm feeling um, Danger Mouse is on Netflix. Danger Mouse brings up a lot of happy memories for me. Um, I mean, it's just, just, it's just great. It's just great shit I can just kind of veg out to and just laugh at just dumb English shit. It's great. Sure. Um, so totally loving that. Um, in terms of drinks, shout out to Journeyman Whiskey, which is in Southwest Michigan. Yes, sir. Journeyman Distillery makes good, 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 good stuff. Dude. Um, all up on that, there's, they got a sampler joint. So I bought the sampler and it just, just take a little bit of this. Also, my man, um, my man, Reggie, um, who unfortunately passed away a couple, about a month ago, um, from cancer, hit me to, um, basically the rum of French Guyana, which is called El Dorado. El Dorado 15 year was voted like the best rum ever. This is so good, and it's so awesome, and it's smooth. It's got a lot of flavors in it. Ah, just great have and you, awesome. Have you been buying your, your whiskey, bourbon, or rum from Independent Spirits up here on Thornhill? I have not. Thornhill and Broadway. Stop by. If you like, if you like the journeyman shit and you're on this El Dorado thing, go tell my man Scott. All right? You, you see my boy Scott up at <laughs> Independent Spirits. Okay. And let him, he'll keep you on track with shit you're going to do. Okay. Okay, now let's local business. Local, right there. Shout local, local business. business. Shout out to local business. <laughs> edge. An edge, son. <laughs> edge keeping it hot. So, that's okay. So, that's drinking. In terms of the stuff I'm listening to, there are two things. The, the, the most recent last. Um, Sky Zoo. Cat um, from Brooklyn. Sky Zoo is back. Sky Zoo is back. Music for my friends. It's, it feels like the label said, do what you feel like doing. Okay. And he brings his, he brings his friends on, and they're like, yo, I'm sitting here just like you. I'm listening to his album. Okay. Um, not a bad beat on the whole joint. Sky Zoo has, the wordplay is excellent. He absolutely just blacks out at some points where it's just line after line after line, quotables. Um, he's, He's having fun with it. Um, skits aren't too long, aren't too involved. Everything, I, it, 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 it was a great, it came out a couple months ago. It's a great album. Really enjoying that. I have to do it. Dr. Dre, <laughs> the Compton album. Now, I will say as a homer, as, as, I as, was as, wondering as, where you were get this. As, as a homer, I got to do it. I got to do it. For those who don't know, I was born and raised in the suburban city known as Compton. Like, well, he but, talks, I got to get a drink. This is what we're going to talk about Compton. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. As you leave. All right. So <laughs> I had to do it. I had to listen to it. I bought, I bought, um, I was going to North Carolina uh, for a wedding and I figured I was going to get, I, I make a playlist for when I'm going places, I make a playlist and I was going to get North Carolina stuff. I was going to get Little Brother. 
Justice League, uh, Ninth Wonder. Um, I was even going to throw in some P.D. Pablo. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was going to throw in P.D. Pablo. <laughs> you know, take your shirt off, spin like a helicopter. I was going to do all that. But, <laughs> but, but Dre said he announced that Monday, since on Friday I'm going to release some new music. 16, 16 tracks. This is where I was going to say about the whole featuring thing. I think pretty this much what I thought we was going with featuring. Okay. Thing is, every Dre's on every track. Okay. Um, every track, like, he credits everybody, like, the person singing the hook. Um, he doesn't, there's, I think, maybe one or two songs he does the entire thing on. But the, it's a lot of featurings, a lot of, but it's the people that you kind of, there's some people you know. Some people you don't. Some people he brought in. Um, people he brought in new, and it obviously sonically, Dre got beats. We all know Dre got beats. He had, you know, he brings in Marshall Ambrosius. Snoop sounds like completely back to right. to form. Um, Kendrick comes in and absolutely wrecks stuff. Exhibit. They um, Cube shows up once. Like so oh, therefore, this shit. sounds good because like. When exhibits on someone's shit, exhibits lines are good. Exhibit lines are great. Thing is, is that exhibits not bad. When exhibits so. working for exhibit, not really. He loses me. Not really. Okay, okay. he loses me. He loses okay. me. Yeah, okay. I understand. Okay, I can't say my man's bad. No, you know, exhibit is not bad. Exhibit is an underrated dude. Right. Um, Eminem shows up now. This, this is the thing. This is the thing with, and I think I, I was on this. I was on this podcast a while ago, and I was, we were talking about stuff we liked and everything. And I was saying how Kendrick, the uh, last joint, the Pimp a Butterfly, I really wasn't feeling it. I got to listening to it over and over again, and I get it now. I get it more. So I'm not as critical. Like, there's still some stuff in it I don't like. Okay. Um, but I'm kind of seeing his point. The thing on Dre's stuff is... It's not so much of gangster rap where I'm shooting this and whatever, whatever. Because Dre actually knows, like, I'm too old for this shit. Thank you. Dre is also is doing the, hey, you know what? I'm going to make songs about how I got people depending on me. I'm making songs about how things used to be. But I'm also old. Which is also an argument for the whole featuring thing that I'm annoyed with. But I get it. Sometimes it's also the only way, the best way... An up-and-coming artist, one of these guys knows, yeah. has a shot at being hurt. A shot at being yeah. hurt, and they're not whack, so that helps. Right. So now people are going to check out is it King Mez. They're going to check his shit out. If they haven't heard of Marsha Ambrosius, they're going to check her shit out, um, check her flowy stuff out or whatever. So I'm good with that. That's yeah. fine. This is my thing. and like, I'm, There's some tracks that are just great. They're just going to... I'm probably going to be bumping for years to come. They're just awesome. They, the beat changes... Um, like the thematics are great. There's one. There's a joint called Animals where you know don't call us animals when all you come. You know, only time the cameras are on is when we fucking shit up. Like it, it, it's it's political in some way. Sure. The only thing I have is a joint. It's joint in an album called Medicine Man, and Eminem shows up. Eminem and, and someone said Eminem has one of the largest vocabularies in the game. Eminem cannot help himself from saying some homophobic yes. or some misogynistic shit. He yes. can't help himself. Yes. This cat cannot write 16 bars without saying some just shit to go, yeah. Case in point, I even make the bitches I rape come. Yes. Nah, B. 
Nah. Yeah. Nah. Nah. We're done. And hip hop still has that problem. And hip hop. I mean, when one of the when one of the dopest rappers in hip hop can't can't get away help from himself. that. Can't get away from that. Can't help him. Right. Because who are you talking to? You're talking to dudes who need to know better, but you got to show them. Right? These dudes don't know better because th- no one's fucking showing them. And if you won't fucking change. And yeah, this is the yeah. cat that does. There's also a joint and near the end of the song. It's, it's kind of a setup to a joint called Loose Cannons. Where basically the only, like, I was going to say the only um, uh, female involvement. But Marsh, like I said, Marsha Ambrose is on this a lot. Is some dude threatening a woman and shooting her and burying her? Okay. No reason. No reason at all. Like, okay, this is what we're doing. Okay, well, where we're at. This is what we're okay. So there are some socials. There's some some some, some social though, stuff to even it. though NWA did tracks like that. Oh, totally. Right. Oh, NWA totally. did tracks like that when no one was doing those tracks. Yeah. Like the, the, that was their life in the hood shit. Yeah. Be, living in the hood like this. Yeah. Shut up, bitch. Like, now you guys aren't like that. We right. ain't living in the hood. We're like older. That. We're doing other shit. You may have we're... recorded this album in Riverside. <laughs> <laughs> so and we shouldn't be having that shit. We should, we should be done. And you're old. There's a thing called growth. And like he spends most of the album shouting out Easy E. Yeah. Who he feels, you know, obviously he feels bad about, you know, everything else. I get it. The fact that they were able to kind of patch stuff up before he died was a great thing for his, for sure. his, because I would hate, he would probably be as emo as shit as anybody else as Drake. Sure. If he, if Easy would have died and he didn't get a chance to right. smooth all that shit out. Sonically, this is a really good album. Really good album. I vibe to it. Like I said, I was hyper to get it. I was hyper to listen to it. I listened to this shit like three or four times straight. Then had to go to work. They put it back on at work, and they, you know, had both my headphones on, and people like knocking on my cube, like, "Hey, I need you to do something." Hold on, hold on, y- y'all, fuck with me. Stop. I'm a, I'm answering email right now. I'm answering email right now. So, love the joint. This joint is awesome. Um, and I, like I said, it's 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 just it's just a good time. It's just a good time. Um, Really, that's in really, really heavy rotation um, right now for me. So, yeah, and I don't really, well, I don't really watch TV. So, you know, there's that. So, like I said, that was the Danger Mouse thing. So, we are going to deal with, so that's, that's pretty much all I, that's pretty much what I'm feeling right now. Video game-wise, it's still Marvel Future Fight on your iOS device and your Android with your superheroes and you're kind of doing some stuff. They just brought out the... The Ant-Man stuff, so you Yellow Jacket, Wasp, Giant-Man, and Ant-Man. And those are fun characters. They have, um, you know, you're able to, you know, have them fight against other random Marvel characters, which is hilarious. Uh, it's a good time. Um, Video games do not exist to me until that Transformers game comes out. <laughs> when that cel-shaded Transformers game hits, then video games are back. As far as, it's like, there's some, some video games are suspended right now. They don't exist. No one's playing them. Everyone is waiting for this Transformers game in my world. In your world. Yes. I can't imagine someone wasting their time playing a video game when the Transformer game is not out yet. No. Well, I'm playing the hell out of this Marvel Future Fight. Very amused, very hilarious. Um, good time. Um, it rotates daily, so you get to, you know, I got War Machine and all this other kind of stuff. It's, good. it's a good time. But I understand about your Transformers game. I get it. I don't play many video games. 
So, so I, I when I see one that I'm waiting to throw money at, that was like once a year, it seems like. Like, you know what I mean? Last year it was Battlefield 4, I was losing my fucking mind over. <laughs> that people complained about, and I still loved it. Okay. I, I mean, still love the game. But it, like doesn't matter. Yeah. Because I didn't play Battlefields one through three. I had nothing to compare it to. But there was no there's no story on the shit where you need to play Battlefield one through three. Right. But there was a story Story-wise. where you could Story-wise. be on a ship and that ship sails through the streets of Hong Kong. Because it was Tidal Wave or some shit. That happens in Battlefield 4. That's all I need to see in the commercial. I'm good. Done now. Done now. All right. Let's move it on. Next topic. Marvel's hip-hop covers. <laughs> this is a thing that has just been angering motherfuckers left and right. Okay. This, a, this could be an interesting discussion here. Because apparently people are mad. Because Marvel, there's talk about cultural appropriation, etc., etc. Etc. Right? And etc. And I think that Something is getting lost here in this, this, this hip-hop cover situation, right? What's but, getting, like, well, so, okay. Okay, what's getting lost? I no wasn't, I wasn't mad, shit. but I was really kind of like, hmm. The question, it's fine to ask the question. Okay. But really? to ask the question, why aren't they all drawn by black people, right? Then you say, where are, why, why, where are all your black artists? Right. Right? How many black people are doing your books? You can ask those questions. Okay. Now, you know what I'm saying? But, like, after you ask those questions, you, you kind of can't, as an outsider not involved in the comics industry, that's an easy question to ask. When you're involved in the comics industry, that becomes some complicated ass shit. I was a little more concerned with the first covers that they dropped. The thing that made them want to do the hip-hop covers was the, according to the popularity, of the Run the Jewels cover. Right. Right? They did these two Run the Jewels covers for Rocket Raccoon book and yeah, Howard Duck. Duck book. Yeah. Now... Everyone was like, oh shit, Marvel's respect and run the jewels. Yeah, right? right. Mar- cultural appropriation wasn't even a question at that point. It wasn't a question. They were flat out saying Marvel's one of us, right? Or Marvel's this, doing some, Marvel's you putting in some shit that we like. It was the same fervor with which the public runs to see a Marvel movie because they, they find that between Marvel and themselves, historically, there's always been the people and Marvel Comics speaks for the people, right? It's kind of always been okay. the attitude. Okay. My issue was the Run the Jewels covers were covers given to a fucking raccoon and a duck. Right? So not a it ain't flag, like not a flagship cover. Right. You know, you didn't give the Run the Jewels covers to Thor and Iron Man. You didn't give the Run the Jewels covers to Captain America and the Hulk. Right? You didn't give the Run the Jewels cover to Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. Not that Doctor Strange has a book. But like, hmm. you didn't do that. Right. Oh, that'd be kind of hot with like the you know with the hammer and like that'd be kind of hot. The hot, right? So, so but you didn't do that. Run the hammer. Now people are upset when Marvel's gonna like kind of give respect to these like classic hip hop albums. Thirty or what, 30, 50? A lot of fucking albums. Yes. Well, a lot of covers. A lot of covers. Theoretically. Now there's ins and outs to the shit. Why are they not all drawn by black people? Well, I don't know the answer to that. I know some of them are drawn by black people. Some of them are. Yes. But like. When covers are done in general, they're They're done by the people these companies fucking hire to do them. They're done by people who are contracted to do them. They're done by people who work in the industry. They're done by people who work in the industry. They're done by people coming up in the industry. Okay. I would have a bigger problem if Marvel said, we're going to do 50 hip-hop album covers, you know, but we need all black artists. Hip-hop might have started out as the music of the black people, right? Like, like as, a, as a window into the, the world of urban black the, culture. The black and browns were. But hip-hop has become kind of that everyman music. Hip-hop is pushed, like, truly, for the voice of the street. Hip-hop 
has kind of pushed some other very popular forms of music to the side. Well, we can. That's probably where rap comes in. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> in so, fact, <laughs> I mean, if we want to get you know pure, you know, pure, pure in about the shit, yeah, right. that's kind of how it goes. That is exactly how that goes. You know, rap is for those people. Yes. Hip hop is it's for, for us. these. For us. Yes. We'll we'll give rap. Hey, yeah. Will. Will, you're, you're right. Your you're public is looking for you. Right. <laughs> you know, represent Philly over there. Over there. Right. Black thoughts represent Philly over here. Over here. Right. right. That that is a thing. That's the thing. Right. Absolutely. Totally right. a thing. So I think I wasn't mad about the whole black, you know, black people drawing them. Okay. But then it became a thing about it's, it's like Sal, like you got Sal. You know, we're, we're, we're buying your stuff. Right. What are brothers on the wall? But I don't think we're buying your stuff. Well, I mean, okay. But aren't we still complaining about We're how seeing your movies. We're not buying your comics. But aren't we still talking about the whole... I'm not... You know, comics aren't just for the white male demographic 12 to 18. Oh, we, we absolutely... They are not for the white male demographic... Just for the white male demographic 12 to 18. They are largely for the white male demographic that is 25 to 45. Okay. Right? We, we, we will recognize that... The ladies get in there. We'll recognize minorities get in there. We'll recognize that that like the queer populations get in there. They find their comics to read too, right? But Marvel's brand has now been made on film work, not comics work. Okay. And traditionally, we brown folks right. have not supported comics financially since the seventies. Okay. Which is why it is that when Marvel says, hey, there's been all this cross, crossover between hip-hop culture and our comics, they've been saying that for a long time. They're noticing, yeah, man, Marvel shit gets referenced in hip-hop. It's been referenced in hip-hop forever. Forever, yeah. Cats calling themselves Tony Stark and whatnot. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there are two David Banners in hip-hop. Right. I think they're both still alive, aren't they? I know. Because there's David Banner, and then for a minute, my man from De La Soul was calling himself David Banner. Oh, that's right. Uh huh. That was awkward. Oh me. yeah, well, <laughs> that was really but, fucking but he, awkward. But he had the 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 Hulk the gloves and shit too. Daylight, come on now. <laughs> but I keep starting a new album. But fine, fine. Yeah, yeah. So, so I understand it. So yeah. I get, I get that hip hop has been referencing, been name dropping Marvel. Right. But that's recognizing the brand's popularity in the streets, right? When it comes to supporting those stories month to month, the community now. hasn't really been doing that. And when the companies, when they look back at you and they say, hey, brothers, we got a thing for you. Come on to these shops and get these books. It's usually a money grab that's temporary. Yeah. Because the companies know you don't support. Right. This is very, very covers. Mm-hmm. Small print run. Mm-hmm. So you All got the times linked to however many copies of a title the retailer himself actually orders. Okay. Because the run of jewel shit was like, I think, a one at 50. Yeah. Right? I had to order 50 copies of... Howard the fucking duck <laughs> to get a run the jewels variant, which means I have to sell that one the jewels variant for twenty five to fifty bucks to pay for my comics that I ordered. Right. If I can do that, now I just got a bunch of free comics on my wall, right? But if I can't, it's still Howard the fucking duck, right? Like now I got a run the jewels cover that I hope I can move for something. You can move, and yes, but, but I still got these fucking Howard the ducks on my wall. <laughs> All these extra goddamn rocket raccoons. Right? So as much as I respect Run the Jewels, one and two, what and is, as much as I, and, I, and I and want and Meow the Jewels, Meow the Jewels, as much as I want Meow the Jewels, it wasn't worth a cartoon fucking duck and a raccoon. Right? right? 
know what I mean? Like, when I start saying to people, hey, Brian Stelfreeze has a couple, you know? Hey, just make a, they can make a phone call to Jamal Eichel. Right. But I also don't know that Jamal Eichel wants to do a classic hip-hop cover for Marvel Comics. Just because the dude's a black comic book artist doesn't, doesn't mean, mean he, right. he wants to do fucking, like, how you like me now. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, just because Brian Stelfreeze is hired to do one of these covers doesn't mean it meets the black, like, the, the urban aesthetic. Yeah. Because Brian Stelfreeze's style is absolutely not that urban aesthetic. Now, to get Jim Mafu to do a cover, people would not be asking, is Jim Mafu black? They're going to see Jim Mafu's artwork and they're going to buy two copies. Because he does a style Jim that Mafu's matches that hip-hop. Yes, yes. Right? Jim Mafu's that dude. So I think it's, to me, it's a fucking trap argument because artists produce art, you know? How many, ain't nobody talking about Eminem being white rapper anymore. Right, we're, we're through. Unless he says ninja the wrong way. Right. But he knows not to do If it. he mispronounces ninja, <laughs> we got a problem, right? But he ain't doing that. Right. You know? I had a problem with Macklemore, but it had more to do with his haircut. Right. Mark Moore is whack too, so fuck him. He's also whack. <laughs> He's also whack as shit, so fuck him. Um, I don't have a problem with Latif. No. Who just isn't black. Right. I mean, or, I mean but, he might be. His daddy might be black. I don't fucking know. I so, know that cat. Right. So the fact that I think our thing was not, it, it, was, it was a multitude thing. People come at it from different ways. You had a bunch of um, black creators going, A, I've done this already. Because a lot of people, they've done this shit like on sure. some fan art shit years sure. ago. Right. B, you have the timing where you have like, oh, let's do this now. Let's have all these things. Let's have 50 or 30 or whatever of these things. And so we can kind of like, a, a, it's, a, it's a grab. It's, it's, it's going to be a cash. Sure. Rate. And then it's like, Sal, where the brothers otherwise? Like, yeah. You're where the brothers otherwise is a valid question because this is the question that that, that uh, Christopher Priest mentioned. He was he remembers being the only black writer at Marvel, the only black editor at Marvel. Like this is a thing, right? Yeah. That, that black writers, I, I think I know why there are no black writers. I absolutely think I know why that is, and I don't think it's because Marvel won't hire them. I think this comes down to like any other kind of thing when you're a brother coming up and you want to get into the arts, you also want to be recognized. And when I was growing up in the 80s, 70s and 80s reading comics, you know, nobody ever really said, like in my community, a whole lot of cats wanted to be artists and shit, right? right. Everybody wanted to become the next Kirby or Gil Kane or Joe Kubert or like any of these cats. Everybody wanted right. to be, they wanted to do, do Walt Simons and shit was yeah. hot as fuck, right. right? They wanted to be Jim Starlin. Jim Starlin's stories were hot as shit. But those images were hot as shit. So everybody who might have, a lot of guys who might have had writing talent went art instead. Because right. the art was the thing you saw that you noticed. So, one yeah. of the issues with hiring black writers is that there are less of them. There, these days, there probably are more people coming up, typing up scripts and shit yeah, yeah, than okay. there used to be. But I think you got, you're coming from further back, given the sheer number of motherfuckers who went the art direction as opposed to the writing direction. Okay. Writing didn't become a thing in comics that, that you aspired to. Like okay. That you were really like, that dude's a dope writer, I want to be like that guy. Okay. Until I'm going to say about 1992, 93. Okay. You know, is when cats really noticed that writers were fucking making the story. When Alan Moore's Watchmen came out, there wasn't a whole lot of brothers saying, I want to do that. Right. In fact, there weren't a whole lot of white dudes who were like, oh shit, we all want to be Alan Moore. They wanted to be Alan Moore later. Or Neil Gaiman or whatever. You see, but that was the 90s, right? Watchmen didn't even have an imprint. Watchmen hit the stands just as a book on DC shelves that some people bought, but a lot of cats slept on. Okay. 
a whole lot of cats that I know. <laughs> a whole lot of cats. You know. So anybody so, coming up saying like, I've been wanting to be a writer for Marvel Comics for a minute is lying. You know. If you grew up, if you grew up in the seventies and eighties, that wasn't what you wanted to do. And if you grew up in the nineties, you wanted to draw something. You, I mean, like your dudes. If you are a young hip hop culture cat coming up in the nineties, and you don't, and you say to me, you didn't want to be Jim Lee. Everybody, everybody, you see, yes, Um, they wanted to be Jim Lee. They wanted to be Adam and Andy Kubert. They wanted to be like, like, like uh, Will Spertacio, Mark Silvestri. They wanted to be these dudes. Mattuary, yeah. Yeah, oh my god, Joe Matt. They, they wanted Joe to be Matt. that cat. They wanted to be J. Scott Campbell. Oh, that was yeah. the hot shit in the night. Right? So right, now right. you millennials. Nobody wants to be Rob Liefeld. Nobody because no action. So, <laughs> like, a whole lot of millennials now talking this game, like becoming coming out like activists about where are the black writers. And I'm gonna say the history of the comic book industry is where the black writers went. Okay. A lot of those dudes picked up a pen. So I mean, uh, you know, five, ten years from now. Can there, if there aren't more black writers, do we then have a, a reason to rise up? I think you have a reason to rise up now. I just think you have a small ass pool to be discussing it from. Okay, that's all. Like but theoretically, the pool yeah, will get bigger. The, the pool will be bigger. Okay, absolutely, the pool will be bigger. I mean, as long as I mean, it's also the thing about not being the only brown brown like you can be qualified as shit, right? But you don't want to be the only brown face there. Right. You you have no support at that point. Like and it's not even about not being hired. I mean, you could be like right. your best shit, and people are like, yo, I want to, I want you on my team. Right. But then you look around like, shit, I'm beat up. I'm there's no joy, there's no support in at, being the first at, and at the only. Point, or whatever. At some point, somebody also coming up as a black writer in comics has to look around and say, do I want to be seen as Reggie Hudson? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want to write. I, I, I want to be like I want to be my own dude, right? Dwayne McDuffie or Dwayne McDuffie, right? Like, d- there needs to be more cats in the pool so people don't immediately see you coming up and think your agenda is going to be milestone. Yeah. Right. So what if your agenda is milestone? But some cats ain't going to be on that. Right. Right. Some cats want to write. I want to write. A, I want to write. You know, Hulk's my favorite character. I want to explore this, that, and the so other. So you know how when you Good. go back home and you see your young nephew is about to hit like the job market, like they're about to become of job age and college age, and they're like, hey, um, you know, or hey, cuz, like, let's talk for a minute because I'm about to make this step and I like where you at in life. Like, right. you know, what can you tell me? You know right. what I'm saying? Speaks like, game, right? When that happens in comics, right? When that happens in comics, that network exists in comics. And it exists for white dudes left, right, and center. Right. Right? Everybody is reaching back to someone else that comes up in their crew. They make these little collectors to make that shit happen. Right. Image Comics has been a feeding ground for Marvel Comics for, sure. for years. Right, right, right. Right, right. But when brothers come up in comics, right, there has to be that other conversation <laughs> about, man, you need, let's, let's get you in the subscripting books here because your shit is like my mom was saying. You got to be twice as good yeah. now because you might need some of those cats whose work you don't know right now, right? You might even know some of them dudes. To get on that team. Like, it isn't to say that, like, my boy Joe Curry, right, who was on, like, not that long ago. Right, right. right. It's not to say that you can't do Strictly Underground, right? You, you, Joe's a good writer. I love Joe's writing, right? I love uh, my, my friend Lamoris Richmond. I like his writing. I, I, he's a good writer. There's a point at which you will look around and you can be 40, 50 years old in this game trying to break in at Marvel or DC. But when these younger kids, like, those guys have already been there, right? Joe's been around for a minute. Lamoris has been around even longer. Right? Like, Christopher Priest has way been around longer than that, right? Yeah, right Wayne right. McDuffie, you know, God bless him, right? But was around for a minute, right? Like, Before he got shot. Right. If, right. What happens now to the dudes coming up who are 22 years old, coming out of college, right? 
who now have those chops and those skills, now it's networking time. Right now, you got to get yourself into some parties, and then that's at like, the convention. Now you got to yeah. Then there's corporate shit, just like everybody uh-huh. else got to right. do. Where you got to be like, it's not about you know. You now you got to do white liberal stuff. Where like, do I want to have a beer with this guy? Right. You know, is this guy going to keep bringing up Bernie Sanders shit? Like, right. Right. you know. But you know, you got to be in for the black people or the brown people coming up. Like, I can't rock the boat. I can't like go full black power on them. I can't go La Raza on them. Right. I got to be cool and like, let's say, get on the squad. Let me get on the squad. Right. And then you'll say, if I, if I, you know, just keep working hard doing my stuff, then somebody's going to go like, yo, I recommended your stuff to the head of this old, old crew. My previews catalog has like 700 pages in it. 400 of those pages are companies that take submissions, right? So the question is, why ain't no brothers on, this, on the team at Marvel? Listen. Marvel's Marvel, right? Some of those dudes who are at Marvel have a bibliography that already goes eight graphic novels deep. And they weren't all done at Marvel, right? <laughs> so if Marvel's not hiring you, find someone who is, right? Do that work. Make those stories happen. Do what you got to do, right? And at the same time, you have to get out there and get in front of some people who also might not be Marvel, but might be Marvel tomorrow, right? Right. And get it, if that's where you want to be. Because there's movement. Yeah. Now, now my advice to young writers coming up, right, who are right now filling themselves up with this question we're talking about is, why ain't no brothers on the wall over in the Marvel offices? Okay. My advice is, fuck that. <laughs> this industry is huge, right? Fuck Marvel's hip-hop covers. They won't give a shit about these hip-hop covers two months after they come out. They will be old fucking news. We'll be on to something else. They will be Asian American History Month at Marvel Comics, and they will be selling Iron Fist as an Asian. Iron Fist. Again. <laughs> it won't matter. Tell your story. But to do it, you need to do that shit with the same level of professionalism as any other scriptwriter working out there, right? Ex- write that shit. Be ready to do it yourself if you got to go for something, right? But you got to be as good as somebody working at Image, Dark Horse, IDW. You right. know what I mean? Right. You got to get be that good because that way, that way, right? Your shit is publishable. You might you might get published by somebody overseas for all we fucking know, right? And I get guys coming at me all Tokyo the time. Pop, holla. All these cats <laughs> coming at me all the time, and they say, "Hey man, can you have you heard of this book? Can you get it for me?" And I go looking it up, and I'm like, "How the hell did you find that book?" <laughs> and then a year later, that dude's got a book at Image. Right? Or IDW or Boom. Boom's growing. Look, so my pro tip is going to be you find Boom's submission information and send them something. Right now, they're into some cute adventure type shit. So, there. Be versatile. Use some cute adventure. Fuck a hip-hop cover. There are no brothers on the wall at Marvel Comics because that ain't what Marvel Comics does. But if Marvel Comics doesn't get to that, if brothers ain't on the wall in five, ten years, then... Theoretically, would we have a case for Brother, you have a case now, bro. If you ain't on the wall in five or ten years, it means you will continue to not buy the comics like you already not buy. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, like I mean, but I, you, I, can't, I, you can't even vote I get with your you, wallet. I get you with economics. I get, right. I get it with... I think it's, just, it's not even a matter of... It's like if, if my uncle owns a construction company, yeah. but I rent. Yeah. He's never going to do... I'm, I'm never going to give my uncle money. Right. But I'm like, get your paper, uh, right. do that shit. Right. Same thing with the Marvel thing. I know Kari Randolph is doing his thing. I'm yep. sure there's a lot of brothers doing their thing. Right. I may not 
you know, buy shit in mass, like, I, right, you know what? Give me all the black people, shit, all the shit the black people worked on. Give me you know, the, the Latinos that work on some shit. Yeah. Give me that too. I may not be doing that, but if I hear like, yo, so-and-so got some stuff, you know, she's new right on this thing, Ramos or whatever, like, yes, yeah. go get that shit, Support. girl. Yeah. Cool. But I may not, I mean, I'm happy for them, yeah. but they care about the money. I care about somebody's getting their somebody's getting their paper. Right. Somebody's you care about representation. Tell, yes. And if you care about representation, buy it. <laughs> Cause if you if you're just happy that it exists, nothing's gonna change. Okay. You gotta buy it. You know, you even if you're not gonna read it, it's one of those things <laughs> like, yeah, where okay. they're counting buys. Okay. It's like I did for um what's the name? The uh, station, the Fruitvale station. I could not, couldn't watch the shit. <laughs> I bought a ticket and didn't go. Well, well, like, it's the history of hip-hop, right? Like, a whole lot of brothers listen to hip-hop on tapes. You know, your boy yeah. got you. You know, Shout then you go to a concert, and there's a whole lot of suburban white kids in that audience who buying a t-shirt, they got the posters, they got phone fingers with Ice-T's face on them. You know? You know what I'm saying? You got to pay. Buy in. Stop being that like fucking 2% of the buying audience and shit while talking about they don't represent us. They were representing you from day. Kirby represented the fuck out of you. You know? Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I remember. Okay. Like, the, the experience, the urban black experience, right, has been represented all over the place in Marvel Comics, right? Done by dudes who weren't black. But really, I just think we just got priced out of the market. Like, wasn't nobody ready to pay fucking two fifty for a comic at a certain point? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they just cast was down to pay fifty cent, but two fifty? <laughs> they come in now and they'll say, "Man, I bought, I ain't bought a comic since nineteen eighty one. What do comics cost now?" And I'd be like, "Average price three fifty. Three fifty? Shit, that's a tank of gas. You know, like that's a gallon. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Thanks I, I, I Obama. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Shit, it was four ninety. Before that, <laughs> shit, old ass black men skating to work and shit, cause gas was too damn high. I don't blame Obama for Obama helped. Shit, Bush had you motherfuckers like having your gas tanks just rot with fucking weeds growing up around them shits, while selling you bigger and bigger SUVs. Motherfucker, hey, you know, eight miles for the gallon, you know. <laughs> you hold twenty five gallons. Eight miles to the highway. Like, just to get to the highway is eight miles. To get to the highway, to get to your job, and you got to fill up a gap. Yeah. Hey, up. <laughs> Motherfuckers. So, yeah, I, I, okay. All right. Um, wait, what the hell is this last thing? Uh, incident reporting for rich athletes versus the way incidents are reported for us. Oh, okay. So, I had a little, when, when, this, when the, 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 the Kane shit, when the Patrick Kane shit jumped off last week, something bugged me. Like, oh. not, not, not that I'm not bugged by the fact that, like, Chicagoans are all pro Patrick Kane and what was this chick even doing there. I expect no less from this town. <laughs> right? This town is the victim capital, the victim blaming capital of the Northern hmm. Hemisphere. I disagree. Really? I disagree. Well, you think New York is worse? No, no, no. It's okay. whatever city, yeah. like, after Baltimore, motherfuckers were wearing their Ray Rice shirts like nothing. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, right? That was a, that <laughs> it was a, might not be specific to Chicago. No, okay. it's not specific to Chicago. Okay. There, there was an article written by a guy at um, CBS who wrote a thing about says, Patrick Kane is not your friend. 
Right. You may love what he does on the ice. You may love the fact he brought you a championship. But boy. guess what? He's not your friend. Not your boy. He's not your friend and says, at this point, this is where we get to see how bad Chicago's going to be. Because yeah. we were sanctimonious as shit about Baltimore. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you got, we saw your dude just actually smack the Rice, fuck out this Ray chick. Rice and Ray Lewis. And we, we got to see that. And like, <laughs> you know, I went through the whole thing last year. Was, if your name was Ray and you played in the NFL, you were probably a criminal. You're Ray McDonald. <laughs> As you see, three Rays in a row. Like, dude, we even brought that one closer. Right. You got to do some criminal shit while here in town. Yes. If your name was Ray, if you're okay, you know, All right, you, you're well, probably a criminal. I, I, Don't name your babies Ray and teach them to play football. So the thing was, is that what the, the point of this article was, it doesn't matter. Raymond is okay. Raymond Harris. How the, the Raymond Harris? <laughs> Jesus Christ! But he was at Penn State while Joe Paterno was there. God damn it! <laughs> I, bet he, I bet he, you know, he better. Nah, 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 nah. Anyway, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, no, the thing was is that we got a chance to be sanctimonious as hell about other players. Sure. Now it's, it's, now, 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 it's back, now it's backyard. Right. Now it's our guy. And since you're actually right. People are coming out like, he didn't do that. What is she doing? My, and my blah, blah, problem, blah. though, but was the way the media even began reporting it. It bugged me that I had to hear the sentence, Chicago Blackhawk NHL star Patrick Kane involved in a rape investigation right i believe that if it's you right it'd be you know it'd be like north side black man <laughs> happens to be tall and black right is involved in a, in a rape allegation he's tall and black and he lives on the north side works for a university <laughs> then they show you fucking perp walk right you know <laughs> you know what i'm saying as opposed like, to you know we went through his house yeah he's not under arrest like, i don't tell me that this motherfucker is an NHL star first. That I heard NHL star before I heard the player's name. Yeah. Right? When you say to me as the public, this person is in a Major League Baseball star or he's Pittsburgh's rapey-ass quarterback, right? And you know, when you say that, when these are the ways you report shit to the people, it biases the story in favor of this person. We, we can't lose our NHL star. Right. We, we can't lose our NFL quarterback who might be rapey or cheap, you know, or, right. you know, Ray Carruth. <laughs> Ray Carruth. With an E. Ray with an E. Phonetically, you, when you pronounce that man's name, does it sound like Ray, but not Mont at the end? <laughs> Criminal. That's that. <laughs> so, I, okay, I get what you're saying. The thing is, though, is, I, I yeah, totally get that. The thing... I, it is different. It becomes a. And, and for the record, I'm not biased towards Patrick Kane. Fuck that dude. I don't even no know. Means no motherfucker. I I totally agree. Right. And actually, especially uh, if you got to sneak up on a chick and jump her from behind, I, 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 a I, goddamn I, lion jumping a gazelle. <laughs> but not Tessa. But whatever, whatever. Yeah. So the thing was is that you know it's an allegation. So we're still on this whole thing, and this is where the victim blaming shows up, where they ask the you know the owner of the club has to say, you know what, she was all up on him. Oh, so that motherfucker. <laughs> He, he was all up on him, like. Holy but then they asked, like, "Do you was the chick that was all up on him? Was that the one that he went home with?" I don't know. Right. But why are we report? Why are you even reporting that thing? This is like some old shit with the you know the police and Ferguson going. Well, we shot this kid because he shot at us. Really? Right. I'm inclined not to believe a goddamn word you say right, right. now. Right. Oh wait, your cameras are off too. Nah. 
No, you need more people. You need a lot more people. So this thing with Patrick King, but the thing apparently under New York law, if something happens, if if a crime happens and you were in this place first, and this is where it started, I guess, you may be liable for some shit if a civil suit comes up. Sure. So, dude, like, I ain't got shit to do with because, it. Because basically, his, it, this shit could be you served her. If she if she was inebriated and po- it was therefore possible for her to be victimized, you made you helped that happen. So, Except that he went to, but you should have seen her. She was all over him. Right. He was just sitting here being, he was drunk. He was drunk and happy. You know how guys are. But he wasn't, but he wasn't drunk. He wasn't, he wasn't inebriated. So, the thing, a friend of mine. can't. He was drunk. Friggin I'm stunned the motherfucker was awake. But see, this yeah, well, this is the thing. This is actually it's kind of funny, and this is actually a little bit of of, of, of of hockey thing for you. If you're a Canadian and you want to play in the NHL, you get two ways. You either go through, you go to a, a private school, elite private school, sure. like for high school, whatever, um, academy kind of deal, sure. or you play what's called the juniors, junior right. leagues. The juniors basically you have a coach. You're away from your parents, and you travel. You play right. games and whatnot. You get trained and da da da, whatever. It's minor league pro wrestling. It's minor. But the thing is, though, is that says this shit is worse than Fred out because you got a bunch of kids, 12, 13, 14, largely 15. unsupervised. Largely unsupervised. And when the thing is, though, is that the adults are doing the same shit. Like we kind of demonize like Mike Leach and like people cussing at players. Like you're cussing at a thirteen year old, saying you know you never see your mama again. Fuck you. You nothing. You nothing. Like. You're fucking with people's, you're fucking with kids' psyches yeah. when they're just in this good kind of Play-Doh kind of air kind of way. So the thought being that this happens a lot in hockey, happens a lot in athletics in general, sure. where we're just letting, and this actually, it's, I was going to say it's largely, it's largely boys, but girls getting that shit too. Sure. They're yelling at, they're yelling at in, girls. In, in their own sports, right? Yeah, or even in hockey. Yeah, sure. yeah, definitely. Right. So they're definitely doing this. So... How are we and says what how are we addressing this? We're not surprised when rape allegations show up against somebody. We're not surprised. And that's just the point we are. But we're okay as a society, I mean we as a society, we're okay with, well, that's kind of what happens. Right. You know, dudes like, you know, he's used to getting his way and she says no, and <laughs> nope. And we're not surprised. We're like, mm, well, it's that guy. Or we go the victim blaming route where, well, you know, you know how guys are. Guys, was just, he at his house? Why was he at? You know, shit. Right. You know, he said Netflix and chill. Yeah, that's what she thought. Now we got to rape someone's house for Netflix and chill at three in the morning. You know that kind of shit. That kind of shit. That's Chicago. All over. So I mean, the thing is, you know, and I'll, and this is where the depths of humanity show up, where we we get to the point of, well, you know, bitches be lying. Right, because he's an NHL hockey player. But if he worked at Popeyes, they'd be like, "They got you, dog, <laughs> man." Um, yeah. So when you when you run, don't go to your old girl's house. You know, like don't call your mom either. Don't, they trace don't call, the call. They'll trace the call. You call your mom. <laughs> don't do that shit. Just don't you come know? home. Like, I don't. I, okay. just, I don't like the way the stories are reported because it is in the eyes of the media. More important to so tell us that players like Patrick Kane are important, right? Than it is to just give us the story, right? How do you get around that though? You just say what? I mean, if you say Patrick Kane rape allegation, 
people are going to fill in NHL at star, the end of it, Blackhawks hockey player. But mention at the end. Mention at the end. You know? Patrick Kane is accused of this thing. Patrick Kane also plays for the Chicago Blackhawks. Right? I'm fine being Terry Gant accused of this thing. Right? And then someone says at the end, that motherfucker owns a comic shop. And where? Third Coast Comics, 1634 North Broadway, Chicago, Illinois, 60660. I'm fine with that, right? Because at least it says, this is who I am, and this is what you're saying I did, right? But if and you your say... your occupation is secondary. My occupation is secondary. It's secondary yeah. to the actual I get it. I get like, it. Did I hit someone with a comic book store? No. Did I, if I didn't run you over with a comic book store, why in the fuck is the comic book store the first damn thing that comes up? You know? Well, the comic book store is your employer, but there's nobody you're... But the incident wouldn't have happened. Let's say the incident happened at McDonald's across the street. I, I wasn't at work. You weren't at work, but you're still representative of your employer. Yeah. See, next time we're going to talk about the concept of representing your employer when you're not even at work. Because that's some cast system ass shit right there. No, I mean, but you know, like people on Facebook who like, yeah, I'm glad Sandra Bland is dead. Right, and then they get fired. Because it's still that. some cast I'm good with no, that. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm totally good with that. But it's still some cast system ass shit. You know, you you are, yeah. <laughs> in. All right, let's kill it. Because next time we're going to talk about this thing. History of America coming right now. Here come the history of America. <laughs> Here we go. Here ah, we go. Shit. Plantation system like a motherfucker. Well, that's how this shit works. I'm sad, but I'm, we don't talk about it. I'm going to type the notes and shit. Type of notes, episode 10. I'm about to blow Luke's mind. Right. Episode 10. This episode is, 10. We're going to get... But this has been episode 9. This is episode 9. This has been episode okay. 9. This is episode 9. Thank you for listening. This is Stakes is High. The Black Nerd Podcast. I've continued to be at Tall Black Guy on everything. Um, Troy Hunter being the kind of sort of, in a way, government name. So, I'm also Splendiferous Hyperbole. I am Maine Gretzky. And for you computer cats, reminding you to back up your shit, Ill Gates. And I am Doc Midnight, Terry Gant, the owner of Third Coast Comics in Chicago, Illinois, at 6234 North Broadway in the Edgewater neighborhood. Dread October, Thelonious Rasputin, Black Phantasma, and Vocal Rembrandt, baby. Holla! <laughs> so we will check y'all later on. Thank you Go for Blue listening. Demons. Really? <laughs> really? A DePaul shout out now? Really? Okay. Okay. Word up. <laughs> hell to purple, hell to white. All right, fine. Let's do that. My football team's undefeated, son. Undefeated. <laughs> so is mine right now. <laughs> Catch y'all next time. I will check y'all.